It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Mm, they came to play. That is what you are listening to. This is the only podcast you need if you missed everything that happened on the weekend. In the world of AFL football, we are here for you to bring you all the details you need to get you through the week. As I say hello, Tess Armstrong. Hello, fellow winners. Hello, <laughs> Danny McGinley. Go dogs! yes. yes. <laughs> Although we, I think we did lose because uh, myself and our producer Ollie, who was a Saints man, yeah. we, we were building this game as a tanking contest. <laughs> and, and St Kilda oh, okay. really thumped us. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Were you able to put the name of a draft pick uh, on, the, uh, on the contest? <laughs> yeah, it came, on, it came on a little yeah. cup. Ever since the oh. Cruiser Cup all those years, Ago, we're like too attached. Well, no, it's hard this year. Apparently, it's a super draft. Well, this is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Although, where does that come from? Does that just come from enough people whose teams aren't doing that well who are trying to just uh, build it up as oh, it's a super draft, super yeah, draft, yeah, good year, yeah. good year to tank? It was started yeah. by Hawthorne people who wanted uh, Hawthorne to stop trading away top ten picks. Ah. <laughs> That's a super, please get involved in the draft for a change. I think we've had nothing, nothing below. Picked 50 for about five years at Hawthorne. So. My heart bleeds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a dry time for you. You've had no success. So. Mm. Now, oh, I, we know that everyone is time poor in this world. Yeah. yeah Everyone's yeah. rushing around. You may not have time to listen to this whole podcast. So what we're going to do is we will each give you a 15-second summary of round 20 of okay. AFL football, and then you can just take that 15-second summary away, and there it is. You're sorted. Yeah. Uh, for the week. I wonder so, how helpful this actually is. <laughs> well, let's, let's judge each say. other's 15-second summaries as harshly as possible. Tess, would you like to kick us off? I'll start. Okay. It was an incredible weekend of footy, except for the Saints and the Blues and the Suns and the Dockers, but what's new? There were comebacks and there was heartbreak and there was violence and there was contenders for goal of the year and mark of the year and massive goal squares on display in Coburg. Uh, Chris Fagan is a sensitive new age coach and Buddy is still better than you injured. Yes. It's a, it's a good, it's a good summary. Wow. Yeah. wow. Of yeah. the whole weekend of footy, you still mentioned Coburg. <laughs> <laughs> I try. <laughs> right there. All right. Uh, Danny McGinley, your go. time starts now. Well, on the every single match in the first half of the week was decided by less than a goal. And then the Bulldogs won by over 40, 30 points, meaning we were the form team of the competition. Then Sunday, <laughs> there was a bunch of blowouts and some guy got punched. Good. Some guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just got, uh, all I had re- prepared was up to Bulldog's form side of the competition. Yeah. And then I got distracted Stop and watching. needed a cigarette. Levo, <laughs> uh, uh, your uh, turn. Yes, okay. And my time starts now. Football's amazing. In fact, football's better than it's ever been, with five games decided by less than a goal, making it the most exciting round in the history of the competition. Oh, what else happened this round? Well, the AFL are trialling an 18-metre goal square and a 6-6-6 formation in the VFL because apparently the game's dead. Yes. Nice. 
advice. <laughs> I think Gillan McLaughlin was the one who sirened you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gillan was like, cut him get off, him cut him of off. Here. Dump, dump. Get him yeah. out of here. Oh. Uh, so, um, a good summaries, team. Thank you. Good Thank summaries. You. Well, That's about it. So, if you are really busy, who, who <laughs> d- just turn off now. Off, go, on, go on with your You're day. good to go. Is there many people doing that, though? Are there are many people who are going, look, I, I wish... I don't care about footy, but I have to deal with conversations, so I better listen to these three buffoons. Well, we would love you to <laughs> bring us into the loop, Texas. if that is you. Yeah, please do. Hit us up on the Grandstand Twitter. I think much more it's going to be some uh, some fans of teams who have won mm-hmm. that are listening in just to bathe in the glory. Because, you you know, when your team wins, you'll consume all the footy media. Absolutely. And oh. like, I remember me and my mates always referred to certain wins as... An Australian win, yeah. where even the next day you were going to buy the Age, the Herald Sun, and the yes. Australian. Oh, wow. <laughs> right, okay. If it's that good of a win, you buy oh, wow. the national broadsheet. <laughs> Gee whiz. There it is. This is the one I hate, though, is when people, you know, the Johnny Come Latelys? Oh, yes. Because well, I always say, it's, I'm happy for people to give me grief about my team losing as long as they are as equally a passionate fan. Ah, yes. Right? So this is the one I hate. And this actually happened. The reason I use this example is it actually happened. Where I got to uh, work, it was a Monday morning, and Hawthorne had been beaten by Sydney on the weekend. And I'm talking to someone who's apparently a Sydney fan, and they go, oh, how was your weekend? And I go, Hawthorne lost. And they go, oh, yeah, who'd they get beaten by? And I go, Sydney. (laughs) They didn't even know. Ah, And they go, oh, (laughs) in your face. That's my team. I go, really? Oh, Is that really worst. your team? It's not your team if you don't know when you win. You don't, and particularly a Hawthorne Sydney game. Who misses, oh, who misses that? Goodness. How's this? Uh, this is not AFL related. This is super rugby related, but I am yes. friends with a Crusaders fan who played in the super oh, yeah, rugby we've got, final. We've all got mates, Danny. We've all got mates. Yeah. But he, and they played the Lions in the super rugby final, and he just he, he roped in a different mate to come and watch with him. So he said, oh, mm. mate, my team's in the final. Would you like to watch the other mate? Went, yeah, yeah, of course. They get there. How bad's this by the other mate. He goes, so your crusaders, all right, I'll go for the Lions just to make it interesting. No. That is a dog act. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go don't for that. my team. Yes. Let's We're be here in, together. Let's be in this together. Oh. We're horrible individuals. Technically, Danny, it's not a dog act. It's a cat act. No, it's a, big, it's a going, big cat He's act. going for the Lions. <laughs> so. uh, hey, the biggest news of the weekend, of course, uh, happened uh, Derby over there in Perth. D- Derby? Is no. it Derby? Well, they, they say Derby. They say Derby. And I go by the Lucy Zelich uh, rule. I've yes. always pronounced it in the country that it came from, and the country is Western Australia, <laughs> and they mispronounce things. So Derby <laughs> okay. is what we'll go with. Although when, she, are, when are they seceding, by the way? Uh, the Queen's got, a, Queen's got a sign off on it. Okay. <laughs> She's, it's in the pie. Of things yeah. on her desk, <laughs> she'll get to it eventually. Yeah, there were a few hundredth birthdays over the weekend. She's got to work through those, and then she'll get to it. Um, but okay, well, I'll call it a derby then. Derby, let's say derby. Yeah. That's what they call it over in WA. The derby, uh, massive news there with one of the biggest names in football uh, making headlines, of course, and that's Nat Fife when he what? encouraged mm. the world to listen to the ABC. Listening to the ABC and talkback radio reminds me of. Uh, the journey I used to take to footy with my old man, and that's something I still do quite regularly today. Not every time, but most times I try and get back to that space. And, uh, I encourage all young footballers out there, if they can, to tune into the ABC local radio on the way to the footy. Oh, oh. Man. I cannot tell you my... I had so many feelings when I heard that. I just wanted to cry. One thing was that he looked amazing, so he's done that kind of tribunal look. He's the Andre 3000 of footballers. 
He yes, rhetorically yeah. wonderful. And um, then to talk about the ABC and to mm. encourage all young footballers to tune into ABC Radio. I mean, we couldn't have come up with a better ad. Uh, Tess, can we take that as a personal endorsement? Yes, uh, for our grandstand show on the weekend. He has mentioned. Oh, not for this. Not for this show. Well, I mean, you know, obviously. This is on the app. So he he has mentioned before that he listens mm. on the app via the ABC Listen app, and yeah. we would be on that app when yeah, he's yeah. listening, oh, yeah. which yeah. means he's listening to us. Which means we have to kind of like. So. Think about our audience a little bit more. All right. Well, we know but it's that... not just Bob and Ivanhoe. It's also Nat and Perth. Oh, and you know what I've just realised? How negative Nathan Burke Nathan is Burke. about Western But maybe Australia. he loves it. Maybe it fires him up. Yeah, maybe it does. It, well, it hasn't worked, so yeah. maybe we should. <laughs> so if we're inspiring the next generation of young footballers, should we? maybe we should contact Auskick about maybe we should go around to live, yes. do clinics. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, it's I'd just like live OBs of this show, but yes. we still... That's fun. <laughs> we turn up to primary schools and broadcast. Yeah. Get them when they're early. Then they're... Get them when they're early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, we so, turn up, so we turn up to the school at 7am. Is that do. what you mean? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Only the kids that are early. His parents have to work long hours are there for us. It's great. Not, not interested in those late kids. <laughs> We're going to play a lot of before school cares. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get stuck into this podcast. We've only faffed around for about 20 minutes. Uh, we're going to slight change in format today. Normally, we work our way through the game. It's just yep. super rugby. Uh, yeah, so, uh, what we're going to do today is we're dividing the podcast into two halves. The first half is going to be called Footy's Awesome, mm-hmm. and the second half is going to be called Footy's Terrible. Great. Uh, so let's start with Footy's Awesome. How's the close games on the weekend? Five games decided by less than a goal, uh, which is a record. Is it? In AFL, VFL history. Did, yes. Swamp, yes. did Swamp tweet it? He He's, did indeed. He right. did. In fact, it is a Swamp stat, and there's a technicality here, less than a goal. Yes, so less than a goal. So five points or less. Nice. So there are rounds where as many games have been decided by a goal or less. That's brilliant. It's uh, amazing. So less than a goal, yeah, five games, just incredible, and your lot had to ruin it, of course. But we'll get to that when we talk, to fo- talk about footy being terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the Bulldogs winning is terrible? You go first. You go first. I will just... This... Why is it good that the Dogs won? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, it, do you know what's interesting? The Dogs won against the Saints, even though we didn't score any goals in the first quarter, and we only scored one goal in the last quarter. That is one goal in an entire half of footy. Oh. And we still won by, was it 30, 33 or 43 points? 35. 35 points. So it's been so long since we won. I've forgotten <laughs> yeah. how, to, how to add things Numbers up. Numbers don't matter. But do you know, do you know actually, uh, this might go under footy is terrible. Uh, I watched the match early Sunday morning. My four and a half. Oh, this is, this, footy is great. And and you got your your mm. you, your lad is two yes uh, Tess yet to have children uh, <laughs> but people say watching it with your kids is amazing yes my boy Ted four and a half years old now is really into footy right and he begged to stay up to watch the Bulldog Saints game mm. and I, and you know still for and it's a bit late so I I promised him. I'm not going to watch the Bullock game. I'm going to record it, and we're going to watch it first thing tomorrow morning. And we did, and it started as a great idea. But Fox Footy put on this. You know how they always try and build up every game, you know, with the montage of what's going on. And actually, the guy who works at Channel 7, he's my hero, does the voiceovers. There was one when Bulldogs played Carlton. Uh, on a Friday night match. And I remember uh, the ad for, yeah, it's not a blockbuster. They clearly, how do you think they're going to advertise that? Like, that's a tough job, yeah. isn't it? Advertise. This is how you do 
Some of the best young players in the competition. On Showcase, see the stars of tomorrow. He pretty much made it the TAC Cup Grand Final. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that, okay. Clever. I like it. So we turn yeah. it on. Uh, Saturday morning, Dog Saints are all excited. My, my son's wearing all the merch because he loves it. Yeah, great. And then they started showing all of the great games between the Dogs and the Saints over the over the past decade because we've had some corkers. Yeah. They showed the 09 prelim. Mm. There's been about three draws and I'm watching it. Mm. And then they showed this that game in 2010 where we were ahead and then Saints came back in the last quarter. I'm going, all right, well, they'll show up. I'm saying to Ted, Ted's going, did the Saints win all the time? I go, no, no, they're going to show a Bulldogs uh, win now just to you know even it up. This is all about the rivalry. Then they showed the game where we were up by 55 points and Clay Smith did his knee and the whole team dropped oh. their heads and Saints came back. And oh. then they showed 2016 where we lost Mitch Wallace and Jack Ripath and Saints overran us. And then the game started. And I go, it just put me in the foulest mood of just reminding me why I should hate St Kilda. And then we didn't score a goal for the first quarter. Uh, Danny, just a reminder, we're in the footy's awesome half. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Podcast here. Well, and, and, then, and, then, oh, and then the dogs won. And footy's awesome. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, hey, but the, awesome. does the young fella, what sort of a fan is he while he's watching it? Does he get vocal? Is he a mirror of dad? Is he a mini me? He's, uh, he's asking a lot of questions. Uh, right. Sadly, it's, it's the same three questions over and over, who do you think's going to win? Who do you uh, think's going to win the grand final? Yes. What's the score? Okay, right. <laughs> well, I guess but, that's... And they're pretty much every two minutes, which... <laughs> Which and and when St Kilda were like five goals up, there was like, who do you think's going to win? I don't know, mate. I don't know. Usually, I was trying to be oh. upbeat. No, mate, the Bulldogs might come up. I just don't know. Do, do you want some muesli? I'll go get some muesli. Just, you go uh, have a rest and come back. <laughs> go play with your toys. And then come he's, back. Well, he, he yeah, he doesn't have the great attention man. He'd go off and he'd play a little game of balloon footy. Gorgeous. Where, where All he, right, he, that's good. He live commentates that. <laughs> See, footy's awesome. Footy's awesome. Footy's awesome. Footy's awesome with your family. Balloon footy, also so, awesome. Of the five games decided by less than a goal. Yep. Do you have a favourite of those five? Richmond over Geelong, I'm guessing, is probably your favourite of the uh, five. I'm going to say that Essendon Hawthorne was actually my favourite because mm. uh, Richmond Geelong was a stressful watch. One, I was sitting in the nosebleeds with Geelong people and yes. um, it was freezing cold and my team was just a bit off the whole time. You can imagine how negative I was. I was like, <laughs> oh, here yeah. we go. And um, we, you, you kept kicking away. Yeah, I know, but we didn't really... Actually, so footy's awesome, right? Uh, <laughs> just remembering which part awesome. of the podcast we're in. I think this in. format's not working, Lemo. <laughs> we're three highly cynical, wrong with us? highly cynical people. But anyway, it was truly fun to be there on Friday night. We did have our worst team, you know, selected for the year, like our lowest experience team, and we are all a bit off, but then we were still awesome. There was still an amazing, like, tactic. Taps from Rioli and taps from Jack and mm. lots of Richmond footy. Trent Cochin is just the best. I just adore watching him play football. He's my favourite captain ever and I hey, just adore him. When did he become awesome, by the way? Because uh, there was a period of time there where a lot of people were very critical of Trent Cochin for fairly or unfairly, yes. but people were off him. He was awesome early on, but immature in his leadership yeah. and probably put in a position that he wasn't ready for yet when he took mm. over from Chris Newman. And then he kind of, well, he won a Brownlow, so he was pretty good back then. But then 2016, well, 2015, retro, 2016. Retros, retrospective Brownlow, though. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Still had a Brownlow still season. Still had a Brownlow season. season. Yeah, sure. Uh, 
You're going to take it away from Sam Mitchell? <laughs> no. <laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> oh, my barbs are out. I love my captain. But um, 2015, the final against uh, North Melbourne, he played really poorly and he got a lot of flack. And the year before, the final against Port Adelaide where he kicked against, picked against the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. were a few years that I think really shook him. 2016 was awful. And then he went away in 2017 and he and Dimmer became sensitive new age men challenged toxic masculinity and we won a flag hey, hang on, and hang now on. he's the best captain in the league. <laughs> hang on. Positive footy, footy's <laughs> awesome. Love my team. What, what, what did, what did Trent, Trent Cochin and Dimmer, what, just destroyed the patriarchy in the off-season, yep. did they? Yep. They decided it's cool to talk to your family and your partners and um, that's how we've won the flag. Where did they just... This is where Mrs Hardwick became a... Mrs Hardwick became a thing. A you need to be emotionally vulnerable, otherwise you're never going to be able to take it to the next level. And if you all get on the field and you pretend like mm. you're fine and you're all really good at your roles and no one need, we can all play our part and we're all really good, oh. you're never going to come good. You See, have to be yourself. They sniffed the zeitgeist and uh, Trent Cochin became an amazing captain. Where did they do this? Was they this were like... like, me too, I also have feelings. It was great. <laughs> was this, it's, it's just reeks of them like, going to a Scientology meeting or something. Oh. <laughs> no, do you know what they had? A mindfulness expert. A mindfulness yeah, expert. called Emma Murphy, I think her name is. She's a mindfulness expert. There's a great book, uh, bit in the book where it talks about the defensive lineup, all lying on the ground and Alex Trance, they've all got their um, jackets over their head and they're like, picture, you go out onto the field tonight and it's Adelaide at Adelaide Oval and Josh Jenkins, where's he going to be? Eddie Betts, where's he going to be? Picture, where are you going to be? What are you going to be doing? We got smashed that night at Adelaide <laughs> Oval. So was, like, was, that, was that the inspiration for the Crows end of season camp? Probably. And bags over yes. their heads listening to the Richmond theme song? <laughs> it worked for them. Yeah. Anyway, but then at the end, I was too cold in the stands. So I went down to the concourse on Friday night and the, my cat husband was there and he was jumping up and down like an idiot. <laughs> and we should just point out, her husband barracks with the cat's <laughs> test just isn't a weird cat lady who calls oh, yeah. one of her pets her cat husband. And the other one's my cat wife. And so we have a happy cat polyamorous family. Um, so he was jumping up and down when Menegola kicked the goal and then Gary Ablett missed the goal and I jumped mm. up and down and hugged two strangers and we're all like, because he missed. Because yeah, he that's, absolutely that's bad sportsmanship. No, it's not. <laughs> no, when it's there's not. only like a, under a minute to go or a minute twenty to go, yeah. it's not. And then Dusty kicks away. It was just heaven. So that was really entertaining. But Essendon Hawthorne was definitely the best game. It was high scoring, super contested, super fun. Lots of highlights, and I was mm. a neutral. I was watching that game. I had to leave the MCG. Um, so I, oh, Essendon weren't ahead by that much, Lemo. But they, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <But> that's <laughs> it. Before the game, <laughs> I had work commitments, so I was watching on my phone. Oh, how'd um, that go? Oh, what, was it the same I as hate, being in a packed no, MCG? No, I hate watching on my phone. Where were you at? Because you you had a gig in Sydney, is that? I had to go to Sydney, me? yeah. And were you, so were you like on the plane watching this or? I was on the plane watching <laughs> Are you allowed to? Is this dangerous? I was on the plane watching it until we were, we were like, until we were 20,000 feet in the air and out of. Oh, out of range. Out of range. Oh, so you didn't put it in flight mode. No. Oh! Oh, a, no, a plane has gone down. <laughs> Some, well, it's a Hawthorne the, band. The planes did go down. Hawthorne beat the bombers. No. Bang! That's good. Right there, yeah, Turn that, off your flight mode, everyone. It, it was a great game, and it was season on the line stuff, obviously, for Essendon. And for us, it was, if you want to make the top four, we had to win that game. Yeah. Um, what so, was your favourite one of the close ones? Uh, I, well, you can't go past a showdown. 
Oh, They're actually, so, yes. That's my bucket list. Number one, I want to go to a showdown at mm. Adelaide Oval. Just the cauldron of noise and everything. And, and it was so close and, and so exciting. And then uh, I actually missed the controversial decision of hitting the post. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, uh, I, I, I was watching it again with the kids. And, <laughs> and at that stage, I tried to work out why did I miss that. At that stage, my four-year-old, who, who's great, but he was live commentating <laughs> his dot-to-dot. No, right. <laughs> He was just going, I'm I'm up to 74. It's like big dot to dot. He's quite excited. I'm 74. There's still six to go, and then I'll be up to 80. That's great, mate. (laughs) I'm up to 75 now. Oh, look, the crow's won. You know, he'll get there. He'll get there. That sounds great. What a a game, though. Seriously, with all the controversy. But every single time they deliver, it was 22 apiece. Going into this one, and of course, obviously now the Crows 23-22, but I reckon the two showdowns this year are possibly, arguably, the best two games of the entire season. Yeah, I'd agree. The, I'd agree too. Definitely. The, 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 I'd, I would, if I had to vote right now, I would say the first one where Port won, just because there was the two goals. <sighs> oh, the McGovern them. mark, and when McGovern wins the game, but then Motlock wins the game. Oh, yeah. that was great. That first one's one of the best games I've ever Same. Yeah. ever seen in any season. It was unbelievable. It's weird they were buried. They've both been buried. At four thirty or whatever twilight time, why do mm. why do they assume non Victorians and non non you say buried. South Australians don't want to watch? I say that's actually a great because th- if you have a, a if you do it in the afternoon for because it's the biggest mm. event in Adelaide. What what's the capacity of Adelaide Oval? Eighty thousand, forty thousand, forty five, fifty. Maybe it's fifty. So you got fifty thousand people going into the city. If you do that in the afternoon, then pe- then people have got to leave at like 10 in the morning to get in there with, you know, with traffic and everything. It's Whereas it's twilight, people can get, you know, do their chores in the morning, then go meet friends for lunch, then go in and then go out for dinner afterwards. If it's a night game, it's just, you know, blood on the streets of, of North Terrace. You're, you're assuming, Danny, that the broadcaster cares how people get to and from football. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the live <laughs> event, I suppose. But I suppose if like, I, so just say, you know, you know, you're not from South Australia, so you can't go to the showdown, yeah. unless you pay to go to, you know, flights, whatever. It takes time. It's a, it's a lot longer commute, you know, from a different <laughs> state. Um, you can't watch it on the telly, on free-to-air. Like, people still forget how many people don't have pay TV. It is never on free-to-air telly. So everybody goes, oh, did you hear that there was the best game ever in Adelaide on Saturday? What's well, like? And oh. you know what? Pubs are full of people from South Australia. Yeah. In, in Victoria, pubs are full of South Australians watching the, uh, yeah. the As showdown. As Dylan would say, go to the pub. He does <laughs> tell you to go to the pub if you want to watch footy, but... I just feel like we miss out by not having that, at least one of them on a Friday yeah. night, where everybody can see this is yeah. ama- it's never going to not be good. And a TV atmosphere, you know how they always argue, you mm. know, you've got to put some games on the tally. A TV atmosphere, um, you want surely a packed ground. Like a packed ground oh, yeah. still makes a better tally product. Oh, 100%. And no, I mean, showdown's always going to be packed. Yeah. There's rarely going to be empty seats at a showdown, regardless of yeah. who's broadcasting mm. the game. Because um, even if one, you say Port were on the top and Crows were at the bottom, it's going to be filled with Port fans wanting to see the Crows get spanked. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was it a point? Let's have, uh, well, let's uh, have it out. Well, Was it a throw? Well, I've this morning actually spoken to someone who has spoken to both Josh Jenkins mm-hmm. and they've spoken to, this was Mark Rashudo I've spoken to this morning. He spoke to Josh Jenkins and he spoke to Fox Footy. Fox Footy haven't been able to find an angle where they can 100% say it hit the post. And Josh Jenkins today even said to Rue, he said, I'm actually not certain that it hit the post. I just felt that it did. 
Mm, Jedi'd it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is the but, this is the solution. But having said that, it's uh, it's relevant. But we're going to get to this when we talk about footy's terrible. Okay, fair we'll enough. We'll discuss it. Uh, well, can, uh, can I offer a solution that will make footy sure. awesome? Uh, Hotspot on the goalpost, See, like I, in the cricket. I yes. don't mind that. It's a great idea. Why, don't, why wouldn't we? What about the goalpost lighting up when it gets touched? <laughs> Zupa, I think they call them Zupa goals. See, they're slowly turning this into AFLX without us even noticing. <laughs> we just don't notice. Um, one thing in the footy's awesome category of the Josh Jenkins behind yes. is Josh Jenkins' shout-out to his grandma. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, well, for those people who I miss this. Listen, what, what is this? Yeah, let's have a listen to what he had to say after the game. Hey, did it touch the post or not? It looked close. You weren't confident. My grandma raised me not to tell fibs. Uh, I think it hit the post. But uh, I'm pretty happy that they didn't think so. So he said, I think. So he doesn't. He, he did say, I think. Mm. But I love how Showdown is so um, emotional that after the game, there was the Robbie Gray got the Showdown medal and everyone was excited and the Adelaide people booed him getting the thing. And a child, a small child on the ground gave him a thumbs down, which I thought was brilliant, right? And Adla- wearing an Adelaide jumper gave Robbie Gray a thumbs down, which is delightful. So he's a character. And Josh Jenkins' grandma is like a pivotal character yes. in the Showdown drama. I just love it so much. Did they cut to her in the crowd? Uh, no, so another good part of that story is that Josh Jenkins, um, he calls <laughs> she her... Was the, she was the goal umpire. <laughs> ah, <yeah. laughs> it looks to me, good to me. Uh, he uh, was a foster child, so she he calls her grandmother. He, he, she raised he oh, and his brilliant. two um, siblings, and it's a wonderful story if anyone wants to look it up. She's an amazing woman and also taught him not to lie, and he didn't lie. So I just thought that was a lovely moment of the showdown. It was a beautiful little no. po- postscript there at the end, and I'll tell you what, how's the smile on Mark Rusciuto's face? Oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious <laughs> me. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. Ah, very emotional. There was another couple of close games, though. That, was, like, they I just was, all got buried. Kangas and Lions? Well, Kangas and the Lions, uh-uh. the game that almost no one is talking about, to think the Lions got so close, and mm-hmm. if uh, young oh, Cam okay. Rayner had kicked that goal, they oh. would have won. And he was devastated afterwards. But Tess, I know you loved seeing the coach. Oh, I just come in. Oh, th- like Cam Rayner. So, in context, he had kicked a goal like five, you know, a few minutes before to make them within a goal. So from he a had, tougher angle. From I think. a tougher angle. So he'd got them there. So then all of a sudden he misses the moment, and a couple of seconds later he just misses a mark that could have again won them mm. the game. So he was so in it. And he's going to be amazing. And this year he has been amazing. Number one draft pick, rising star potential. And Chris Fagan came straight down. They all put their arms around him. Luke Hodge got around him. Everybody got around him. And then Chris Fagan said in the press conference, the amount of joy that he's going to bring our club in the future, mm. you know, nothing's going to make up for that. So he doesn't need to make up for anything and kind of got around him. I just thought that was beautiful because I just, his crumpled little face when he missed the goal, I just was <laughs> yeah. like, oh my goodness, nearly made me cry. But sadly, yeah. Josh Jenkins' grandma uh, also made <laughs> Chris Fagan tell him that he had let the whole side oh, yeah. down. <laughs> You've let yourself down. You've let your team down. It's, it's just because just because uh, big, big, big Mama Jenkins told me to say that. Wait, I, I picture you, you, you really suck today, uh, and I didn't want to have to say this. She's now in charge of leading teams. Yeah. <laughs> Footy's awesome. Will Walker, who we talked about last week, missed his first goal with his first kick, and he, he'd made his debut for North Melbourne. Got his first goal in mm. footy oh, that day, and North were good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said 
you said it how everyone says it. Yeah. yeah. Just I think, North. you know, that game was very exciting and it just happened to be happening at exactly the same time as Essendon Hawthorne, so it was unfortunate, but, <laughs> no, you know, a bit... good on the line. Well, good it was good. No, the Hawthorne Bombers game finished. We flicked over yeah. straight away and got mm. to see an amazing match again yep. and then, yeah, we were, we were really spoiled on Saturday. Oh, we were, weren't we? And the football. Crows mathematically... Yes. I spoke to that guy, the Aussie, who won the Fields Medal. You know, the equivalent <laughs> of the Nobel Prize yeah, yeah, for yeah. maths. Yep. Uh, I spoke to him and I said, mathematically, how do the Crows make the finals? And he said, yes, it is possible <laughs> if they win every game between now and round 35. <laughs> he said they will be straight into the finals. Sail so, home. So that is uh, great. Hey, I was at the SCG on Saturday night. Oh, oh that would be good. What an The atmosphere was as good as anything I've experienced this year. The, that Sydney crowd just went absolutely bananas. Buddy kicked 6-3 or 6-4, hit the post three times. He's outrageous. He is a force of nature, that Rooster. He's he unbelievable. He's one of the few. I've, in, in my time going to neutral games, there's only been three players that I've decided I'm just going to watch one player for mm-hmm. a whole quarter. Have yeah, you ever done yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Where you don't yeah, really care? Yeah. I've done it. The first player I ever did it was Adam Goods. Yeah. Second player mm-hmm. I ever did it was Chris Judd. And then uh, last year I went to the semi-final where the cats knocked off the Swans, but I was oh, like, I'm, I'm just going to watch Buddy. Yeah. And I was, Buddy was the most impressive because I, I was expecting him to be a bit, I, I don't know, I don't know why I thought he'd be petulant. He'd do runs and then sort of they wouldn't kick to him. And yeah. he, he never stopped running. He works so hard. Such a good player. And he's injured. I mean, last week, mm. you know, you only have to rewind. Footy's a very, like, we're, it's a very small world where last week we're like, Buddy's done, right? He's injured. He's only yeah. trained 20 minutes for the year. You know, how mm. good is he? Blah, blah, blah. And then he comes out on Friday, and Saturday night. And I'm sure he loves those conversations because he gets to rise to the occasion. Yeah. And his celebrations are so smug. And I love oh, yeah. them so much. <laughs> and even when um, there was a moment later where uh, Tom McCartan, I nearly said Paddy McCartan, which would break the hearts of us and kill the listeners, but Tom McCartan kicked um, a goal of the year contender. Ball is in dispute. The Swans are trying to get a forward. It's off the ground from McCartan. He's kicked it off the ground. It's a goal! <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable. He was on the ground. He was on his side. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And the Swans are in front. But the best bit awesome. about that was Buddy ran straight to the crowd to celebrate with them. Like yes. He was so excited. He ran over and was like, oh, my God. Yeah. That was so much fun. That was a quality goal, wasn't it? Oh. That one, and that, that crowd just went absolutely bananas in that moment because they were really feeling the Sydney crowd as though they were being ripped off because mm. Buddy, I've got to say, was held really badly a couple of times and didn't get free kicks. Oh, really? Uh, for mm. it, yeah, within kicking distance, which is within about 80 metres. <laughs> which uh, he, he could kick out from the SCG yeah, yeah, and still be within about. range. Wasn't he yeah. playing against Jack Madgen, though, who was like a debutante? Well, Jack Madgen, 12, 18 months ago, Jack Madgen was playing for the Cairns Taipans yes. in the Sister NBL. Tess. Really? Yeah. Sister <laughs> Tess, a very famous Australian basketballer. She's awesome. Uh, so, Man. And last night... Uh, sorry, on the weekend, he was one out with Buddy Franklin. Good luck, Jack. And honestly, <laughs> it was like two people just playing different sports. Oh. He had no hope. When yeah. it came down one-on-one, you were like, no, this is going to be embarrassing for Jack. Yeah. And it, and it pretty much and was. And it was. Lemo, yeah. can I ask, how were the Sydney fans with uh, – do you think that – because the one time I've gone to mm. a, a, a Sydney game, 
uh, that wasn't the dogs. And I, I really felt they were a, a touch of the Chardonnay supporters. And, and that's actually totally excusable in Sydney. It's not an AFL yeah, team, yeah. but they weren't fully across the rules. Being, I might get in trouble here, but broadly, <laughs> like they weren't getting into the nitty-gritty decisions. They were just sort of like, if a free kick went against the Swans, they were upset, but they, they didn't really know why. Not a particularly nuanced crowd. Nuanced is a term, yeah. I didn't get a sense of that watching the game. However, I did get a sense of that leaving and listening to conversations oh, brilliant. amongst people. Awesome. Walking out, and I in particular heard a couple of people saying they were being really critical of Buddy. Oh. And I was going, Well, he didn't score any tries. I was like, <laughs> He was, <laughs> he was I'm in my head thinking, He was awesome tonight. Uh, what, are you t- what are you guys talking about? It could be just the only player they know. Uh, yeah, so yeah. They, oh, he was. Um, but, and there are just a few little things people were saying on the way out, just made me think, Oh, you're not fully across mm. yeah. what's going on here. But they were out in numbers. Right next door, there was an NRL game that had about yeah, five thousand people. Yeah, at it, so. and they got a home win, which is rare for Sydney this year. And yes, so they must, that's probably why they were so absolutely thrilled. And Travis Varco in the footy's awesome car- uh, category was excellent for the Pies, and the Pies should probably be relatively happy with that performance. They lost Darcy Moore really early on in the night, and then they were still super competitive. So I think that's good. Yeah, I, I've been Collingwood though. How's the how's, how's their injury list? Oh, yeah. it's so There's grim. like seven or eight players from their starting twenty-two. That are, now on, that are now on the sidelines. Wow! How, uh, did Eddie get, did Eddie pull on the Guernsey and have a kick? I don't. Th- I don't think Eddie was there. I was looking out for him. Hey, let's mention Alex Johnson as well. Five oh, yeah. knee reconstructions, thirteen operations, and his family was so emotional oh. on the sidelines. It was it was beautiful, and he's clearly a ripping bloke. Yeah, because yeah, they you, love would, him you so wouldn't much. hang on to a player through five knee reconstructions no. if they were. Anything other than a ripping blow. What's that, Acker? In- ingrown toenail? Sorry, mate, you're off. <laughs> We're going to have to let you go. Hey, I laughed, though, in the post-match on Saturday night. Alex Johnson was being interviewed, and Swans players were yelling out, oh, he's on Media Street now. Look at him. It's not all about you, mate. It's not all about you. Harry played his 100th. Just go. I love that locker room humour just um, with the boys. Just yep. let him know. Have we got anything else for footy's awesome uh, before um, we move on to footy's terrible? Michael Walters' mark on Jeremy oh, McGovern yes. in yep. the derby yes. was awesome. And the best bit of it was Jeremy McGovern's yes. face was loving it. He, he just had a specky taken on him and he picked up Michael Walters and was laughing. And he was like, this is great. That, so was, like, that was a footy's awesome moment, particularly good. in the circumstances, which we will get to. Yeah, which we will get to. <laughs> I've got a bridge. I've got, I've got a bridge for us to go between footy's awesome oh, yeah. and footy's oh, terrible. I love a, love a bridge. All right. I, I was talking after uh, the after uh, last night. I went to a pub in Richmond that I often go to, and I'm I'm friends with one of the the mm. bar staff there. Yeah, because it was uh, Melbourne Gold Coast. <laughs> it was pretty empty, so I was able to have a chat with her. And something I often ask hospitality workers mm. is, especially if they work in around footy, yep. which teams' fans are the best and which are the worst? Oh, no. As in, who's nice? Who tips? Mm-hmm. You know, who's really friendly? Who's good banter? And who's rude? Yes. And who's you know starts fights or whatever? And this and she she ignore. Okay, this I asked her who are the best three teams fans. Yeah. And this but, is a this is a Richmond. Pub. This is a pub in Richmond. Yep. yep. Uh, she says her, her favourite are, are Richmond. Because and and her theory was uh, they they you don't shit where you eat is what she <laughs> said. They, they know sure. they're in their home ground, so they they seem to be on their best behaviour. Yeah, which surprised me because I've seen some pretty feral Tigers fans <laughs> around. Don't talk to, don't talk about me like that. I'm standing right here. <laughs> yes. Uh, she also said Bulldogs fans are, are pretty good. 
Uh, but she may have just been buttering me up. Yeah, and she sure. said her, she also got a soft spot for Lions fans. Oh, but yeah. that's because there is a there's a crew of about five guys in their 70s who come in every Lions game and they're still wearing their old Fitzroy awesome. stuff. Yeah, love it. And right. they're just adorable. Uh, and uh, I, asked, I asked about Hawthorne. Oh, yeah. And she said they're all over the shop. There's so many of them. Some are great. Some are terrible. Yeah, right. Okay. And no I'm, consistency. We're, hey, we're a broad church. You are. You are. And I said, okay, that's interesting. Who's the, and then I asked weirdly, because I'd had a couple, is there anyone who's more all over the shop? And she thought about it and then went, yes, Essendon. Essendon fans are either great or the worst. That there right. is no eh, male Essendon uh, fans. Really? Yeah. yeah. They're either brilliant or terrible. Look right. at Twitter. Mm. Look at true. Twitter every time there is an Essendon game and a radio commentator gives the three, two and one votes and whoever didn't get a vote who plays for Essendon, their people come for you, right? It's just like <laughs> it is so fascinating but it is always Bombers games where we get a lot of action on yeah. the action. ABC Twitter all right, worst fans. Yeah, uh, she says uh, she's had some bad experiences with North Melbourne supporters. Oh. She also said the Frio fans who come in to watch oh, the really? Frio games can be can be yeah. pretty rude. Uh, number one, I'll let you guys guess. Collingwood. Yep. No, oh, really? so Collingwood fans are, are pretty bad. Do you know those people are trying to rebrand them? You know how we've talked about how Collingwood are becoming likable. Yeah, yeah. Like Darcy Moore and Brodie Grundy hugging in the rooms, making yep. me like them. Yeah. If their the fans banners, are lifting the game. Banners yeah, to being bring great, them back. everything. Although I've just uh, last night I said to her, I said, so you, you keeping with those Colin Frio North? And then after a minute she went, actually, no, look, I've got to say, Gold Coast Suns fans are probably the worst. What? what? I, no, no, I was like, what? I didn't even what? know they existed in Melbourne. Goes, well, and she goes, well, I've just been promoted to manager and I've got targets to hit and the fact that there's no one here <laughs> <laughs> means I now don't like Gold oh, Coast. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. She's got material. So you've changed. <laughs> yeah. 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 I hear you. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, that's a nice segue into footy's terrible. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, Danny, we've covered your team letting us down by winning by 35 points. <laughs> and oh, it just cost us a draft pick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Uh, can we t- Right, goal review. We touched on it earlier. Yep. <sighs> this makes me so angry, and I've been banging on about you it all have. year, haven't I, Tess? You have. We don't have the technology. The technology <laughs> does not exist. So get rid of yes. the goal review system. It's a joke. It's the opposite of the $6 million man. We do not have the technology. <laughs> we cannot rebuild. We don't. <laughs> and if you're going to have a goal review system, spend the money on the technology. I don't know. I have no idea how much it's going to cost. I assume it'd be quite expensive. $6 million. To put it <laughs> at every ground. But seriously, it's a joke. So get rid of it. Let the goal umpires make the decisions. Yep. The worst bit about Saturday night was that they clearly wanted to go with umpire's call, right, which was a goal, which is fine. That's yeah. fine. If this the umpire is Saturday gets Crows, wrong, this is Crows, Crows Port. Port. You, that's, that's completely fine. I love umpires. It's like in cricket. I'd, I'd rather that you just go with the ref. I'm, mm. I'm fine. Go with the umpires. But when they pressed the button on the screen, it said goal, as though they had looked at evidence and then they pressed the oh, button that yes, said yeah, goal. Right. They didn't press the button that said umpire's call, umpire's which call. there is a button for that. So just press one, press the right button. Mm. But also just go with the umpire's call. I'm fine if it if no one knows yeah. it hits the post, whatever. Like it's a, it's these are the things that go your way or don't go your yeah, way. Exactly, and we all move on. And I think over time it evens itself out. It's just embarrassing mm. to oh, have. We these all move on except Port fans. Oh, I'd say, <laughs> and then Ken Hinckley spat the dummy afterwards. So forgetting that the system is joke and we should get rid of it, it actually, the system worked exactly how it's meant to yes. the other night. Shot for goal, umpire calls it a goal, he's not certain, goal review, they come back saying, we can't tell, we'll go it's with gone. your decision, which is how it works every time. There was a, there they was can a, never tell. There was a kick. It's always umpire's decision. 
Because we can't tell because we don't have the technology. Anyway. There was a kick that. late in the game. <laughs> don't get me restarted. Probably no one else saw it, but uh, where it was, it was touched. <laughs> JJ uh, actually touched it and it went, it took a massive deviation yeah. and went through. And, and, you know, everyone it called it touched and the umpire said, it's touched. I just want to double check. It's touched. Why? Why? And I would like mm. it if they have umpires call, but they could also put a little duh <laughs> for when it's so obvious. I was like, come on, mate, don't waste my time. Hey, I think there are cheer squads on the fence who are inserting that <laughs> for them <laughs> and letting them know. So, yeah, the goal review system um, is a joke. While we're at it, the Ruck nominations. Oh, Did you see yeah. Jack Rewalt on Friday night? Nominated <laughs> Did Tess see Jack Rewalt? <laughs> nominated himself for the Ruck. Remember this? Yeah. And then, well, and the um, but the umpire didn't hear it. And he goes, yeah. and Blixarves went up on his own. The umpire's going, no... Richmond nomination, no Richmond. Yeah. And Jack's going, I nominated I, I, myself. I genuinely just said, I'll do it. I'll, it's me. Yes. Yeah. And, and the, the other un- week they got tricked by De- Patrick Dangerfield in the nomination. Uh, I mean, uh, it's so silly. That it's... is actually that is actually a more embarrassing rule than the goal review. Yes. Yeah. There I should agree. be no, just let the third, leave let the third, the third man, man up. up. Water, who cares? Yeah. It helped you... us win a grand final. Oh, seriously. <laughs> do you also want to know what's embarrassing, right? The, yeah. pre- the coaches press is after the showdown. So Ken is obviously very cross about the um, Gorovia, and that's his right to be. He's yes. like teeing off about how much money he's getting charged on like committees to change the rules, and yeah. we don't need to change the rules, and you can't even get this right. All valid. During the actual moment when the... When Josh Jenkins kicks it, he thinks he kicks a behind because he kind of waits for the reaction. Don Pike slams his hands on the desk in frustration, which me, I don't know what Don Pike's thinking, but mm. is implied maybe he doesn't. Maybe he thinks it's hit the post. Yeah, and he hasn't got a goal. And then they go to the press conference and he goes, "Didn't see it." Didn't see it, mm. but, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you did. Also, like, we'll get to the derby, but everybody sees the incident. And if you haven't seen the incident, maybe have a look at it before you go to the press conference and ask questions about what's going to be a very newsworthy thing. Maybe look at it. But why should you be, why are you so scared to talk about it? Why are you so scared to talk about it? If it happened to what, you. Just say what you saw. If it changed your team's mm. finals chances, you'd yeah. probably be pretty cross about it. And that's what I think Dimmer and Alistair Clarkson and Chris Fagan do quite well. They are quite honest. They talk about if that was mm. me, you know, the umpiring's problematic on both sides, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's the level we have to get to. Yeah. Rather than this, I don't know, I didn't see it. <laughs> pretty sure you did. That's a good, that's a good impression, by the way. No, that was Ken Hinckley, right? Was that, no, no, that was Don Pike. That was, Don that Pike. was all coaches. That was, that was a kind oh, of sorry. my generic coach voice. <laughs> generic coach generic voice. Russian villain from Bond. <laughs> oh, Blofeld. I well, uh, uh, quickly, GWS Carlton, oh. absolute blowout. <laughs> How's GWS won that game by over 100 points? And I think they finished the game with only Josh Kelly on the ground. <laughs> he was, he, half the team was at the airport. And yeah. Josh Kelly just finished the last five minutes off on his own. Still kicked six goals. Yeah. That was truly remarkable when the thing to commentate is about like how many players yes. GWS have on the ground. So it reminded me of the Simpsons, you know, when they think it must be the Harlem Globetrotters are playing one person versus a whole team. Yeah. And it was like that because they were like, there's only seven, they've only got, you know, they lost, I think, Toby Green, Dawson Simpson, Sam Taylor and Brett Deledio, which is sad. Um, and they're all injured. They're completely running themselves into the ground and Carlton still can't beat them. And then they're still bringing people off for just like a rub down. It was a, like a, so disrespectful. A Carlton like the Washington Generals of, yes. the, of the AFL competition. It was so weird. And they kicked six goals to one with 16 men on the mm. ground. It was extraordinary. Well, let's, yeah. let's put a, I know we're in footies terrible, but let's put a positive spin. Okay. Carlton but, have found a new way to be terrible. Like just, <laughs> just when you thought they've hit rock bottom. This they, is a positive. They yeah. pulled out a drilling equipment and, and went further into <laughs> the earth's crust. Yeah. 
have, and they have found a new rock. But well done, Carlton. You pioneers. <laughs> They're nearly at the centre of the earth, though, Danny. I can't, they can't go much further than Well, this. they keep going through. They might play a game in China. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and don't, don't get too cocky because we're about to get to the Bulldogs uh, footy story. Well, we won. Short, ah, wait, but just we'll do Andrew Gaff first. Okay. Oh. Yeah, fair enough. Oh. How long is he on the sidelines for, do we think? But uh, when some people are listening to this podcast, we will know the answer to that question. But uh, 2028? Oh, yeah. I think he's played his last game for the West Coast Eagles. Mm. Mm. It's such an extraordinary melting pot. I mean, every case is different, right? And, you know, people compare it to Tom Bug, but Callum Mills didn't go to hospital, didn't wasn't bleeding from the face and crying with just, you know, distress on the sidelines. And that was a horrible thing to see. Andrew mm. Brayshaw, who's really young, having an amazing season, be hit 100 uh, metres off the ball, bleeding from the face and his teeth caved in. That's not, it doesn't matter what you think about Andrew Gaff's character. That's a, that's behaviour that would be a criminal charge and could still be a criminal charge if somebody decides to make mm. it that way. So that's Barry Hall, you know, and the Brent, that's probably the most like for like, I, but I, then still. Barry got seven, yeah? Yeah. I, that was I, still a long time ago as well. I, our, our, I reckon he's seven because uh, Callum, Callum Mills, M- M- that was six games. That was six. I reckon it's slightly worse than that. So Same. I'm, I would reckon seven games, which would end him at the West Coast Eagles yeah. if he leaves as everyone thinks he's going to. I'd be surprised if they didn't go eight because they have to do something that would. So this is boring legal tangent. Well, you're studying law, but if so they don't, is this a mini stamp rant? It okay, out. Hannah, legal tangent is different to a mini rant. It is. It is okay, different. All right. Sorry, uh, I'm not a lawyer. I went to a state school. If they don't kind of stamp it out now, they have the uh, incident where the courts might take it up, and so and the reason why they don't, the reason why courts don't really take it out, is because it's kind of an implied situation that the AFL will deal with it. So if they don't deal with it, then they could open themselves up to quite a lot of trouble. And also it's just such a horrible look. And the problem was it brought up the send-off rule. Where do you stand, Danny, on the send-off situation? Well, I'm not one for tinkering with the the rules have been tinkered with enough. So I'm I'm against it. I don't like like the send-off rule either just because... There's a grey area mm. where um, there's so much pressure on umpires as it is. Yeah. Can you imagine adding send-offs? Oh, yeah. Imagine totally. they got it wrong. Because, you know, yeah. one day they'll get it wrong and a player and a team, one down totally. in AFL, is re- that's a huge disadvantage, yeah. unless you're playing Carlton. It's a huge <laughs> disadvantage. <laughs> Send them all off and see how you go. Yeah, yeah. That's actually... Yeah. But Was Toby Green aside, injured or did he just get sent off? <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't um, be bothered. <laughs> because uh, the only reason I thought Andrew Gaff should have been sent off yesterday was for his own good, because he was completely distraught with his own actions. He went to the bench. Andrew, yeah. Adam Simpson came down to the bench to counsel him. Yep. He was completely distressed with what he'd done. He went back on the field and Frio, absolutely nothing to lose. In a derby, Ross, I don't know, probably gave a call, but everybody goes straight to him. So Michael Johnson knocks him, stands over him. They go yeah. him. The whole last half was this boiling tension and violent tension where the West Coast Eagles fans, maybe I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they hadn't seen the vision because they did not replay the vision at all yeah. because it was a West Coast home game. They didn't play the vision mm. on the big screen at all. Yeah. And everybody cheered his every possession. Yeah, I think they. Weird. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt as well because yeah, you don't. Mm. It was it was off the off the play, so maybe a handful saw it, but you're not going to be there going, "Hey, everyone, we should stop cheering because yeah. he actually did a cheap shot and that wasn't ideal." Mm. Pass it on, <laughs> cheap shot. Pass it on, and then pass it around the whole stadium. It's very hard to get the message out. Cheap shot, pass it on. <laughs> okay, onto the Bulldogs. Right. The Ducks. <laughs> what a great way to finish. I've been um, dreading this. Okay, <laughs> now this is something Nathan Burke brought up on Grandstand this weekend, right. and Berkey. 
I must say, has my full support on this. We mock Berkey about being a cynical old man uh, and sometimes getting grumpy about things that other people wouldn't. But I, he has my full support. Tess, where do you stand on this? I have no feelings. I'm, I'm a diplomat on oh, this wow. one topic. If Tess Armstrong isn't right. coming to my defence, then this is going to be really bad. <laughs> okay. Nathan Burke, with my full support, is sick and tired of the wooing that goes on while teams are singing that club song. Let's have a listen to the Bulldogs from Saturday night. song on a roller coaster? <laughs> Hang on. Are they saying woof or woo? It's, Are they saying woo. woof? It's woo. That'd be great. Woof. I'd love if they said woof. Uh, uh, Danny, can you defend your uh, team, please? Uh, shut up, Berkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Maybe maybe, cause maybe it was a little bit uh, salty because his team uh, got beaten. Uh, well, I, okay. This is literally the first I've heard of this. Uh, <laughs> I know the um, the da 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 the start was a Luke Dowhouse invention, and the, the boys were very happy with it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I, have, I, I don't mind. I like that. I don't mind a little preamble. I know where the the woos. We could replace them with some no, some little with, more with, aside with some nothing. With some, nah, just, you need you need something in there. You want woo! some asides. I like uh, that. I see the reason I'm a diplomat is because you know I'm a big advocate for extra bits and songs, yeah, and so I, I like. We'll that call you them the asides. The asides. Yeah. I'm glad that you have it. Yeah. However, also, um, I'd like them to go the whole time, or not just twice, and then at the end. I don't think that yeah. works. We've it has to be the... after every single line. Do you want me to write some? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Actually, can you write some in between lines for the Bulldogs so, song? Yeah. Yes. Sounds of the West. West side. Red, white, and blue. Okay. No, you can go away. Okay, go away and write it. You don't have to improvise it now. Don't use your best material right here. <laughs> don't, um, don't waste it on us right now. Hey, I want to follow up something before Mad Matt comes in about Tom Mitchell. Right. So oh last, yeah. Once again on the weekend, oh, yeah. he was amazing. He was amazing. Everybody says he's amazing. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Right? But as I said last week, I'm still waiting to find something out about him. He's a Who robot. is he? He's a robot. He's oh, that's a fully what I think. robot. I think Alistair Clarkson has built an android <laughs> in his basement and, and he cleverly made him play at Sydney for a while. <laughs> right. And then <laughs> Off Broadway. Got, got Barry Mitchell on board to pretend it's his son. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> this is the... This is what, so so Tom, you, Tom Mitchell, or as we call him, C-3PO. <laughs> have you found something interesting? So I... Deep dive, right? Mm. I, I went through all social media, all club videos, get to know you, everything, right? Yep. This is what I've come up with so far. He okay. once went to Port Douglas. <laughs> Tell me more. He did an ad for almonds. Hang on. The most started. boring nut. Oh, <laughs> no. almonds aren't that boring. <laughs> yeah, but they are, the mo- they are the most boring. You're right. They, do, they like, don't achieve much. This what de- about just a regular salted peanut? Yeah, they, they, with peanuts you can make satay, peanut butter. They've oh, got, they've got, they've got depth. Almond butter, not but the same. Um, hang on, you can do almond milk. Where's your peanut milk? I do like almond milk. <laughs> I'll show you my peanut milk, mate. <laughs> oh, please don't. Um, he got a cute puppy, but it was a golden retriever, which seems like a really like basic, like it was just a basic cute See, puppy. This so is what about robots it. think humans do. Yeah. Was, was it, it a rescue? I, no, I don't think so. It didn't say it was a rescue. He once had a sponsor child, but that was at the oh. very bottom of his Instagram, so I don't know if he still does. So that's okay. it. Was um, it a fax machine? There was a Hawthorne video. 
Good gear. Yeah. <laughs> there was a uh, Hawthorne video. It's a get to know Tom Mitchell. He's coming yeah. to the club, right? So they asked him, you know, what you know, what was your favourite footy memory? So that was a leading question. So he asked a footy, you know, answered yeah. in a footy way. Then they said, what <laughs> do you... good. <laughs> Kicking the ball is my favourite thing to do. <laughs> big big post equals six points. Little post one point. If you put the you know they they put the cameras on them sometimes. If he was wearing a camera like the umpires were in the weekend, <laughs> it'd come up like Terminator. <laughs> where it would assess ball position. <laughs> Well, self-combust yeah, yeah. under 30 possessions, so that's why he's What's up there. What's the name of the test in Blade Runner where they ask them questions to work out if they're a replicant oh, or not? That is oh, really that's what we need to though. do with him. So then there was a question, right? Outside football, what do you love to do? Tell yeah. us about yourself. His answer, catch up with family and friends and go to the beach. Ah, oh, Only because he forgot to say plug myself in at night. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Also, as an aside, the video was out of sync with the audio. So it was all very un- unpleasant. And See, I still... That is, it wouldn't be out of sync if he was a robot, Danny. That's true. No, no, this is, this is just... Well, he may be out of virus. Oh. I Googled Tom Mitchell music, Tom Mitchell movies, Tom Mitchell blah, blah, blah. I, I just cannot find still one right. thing. Google Go, Tom Danny. Mitchell serial number and see what comes <laughs> up. <laughs> this is being very mean. I have to step in here in defence of the Hawthorne superstar, okay, Tom Mitchell. Okay, what do you got? Well, I'm saying he's not a robot. I'm saying he's a superstar, individual superstar football. I can tell you, they're incredibly popular with the playing group. They love Tom Mitchell. Is it because he plays football well? No. Really well. In fact, when he first got to the club, before he played a single oh, game okay. for the club, uh, very early on, I know that is, he... Is it because they can put their mobile phones on him and he charges <laughs> the battery? He just has to be nearby. <laughs> no one's ever run out of battery while he's in the room. No, they, they love him. They made a very good impression. The minute he arrived at the club, the whole playing group went, this guy is awesome and we love hanging out with him. Got okay, a, go. I've got an excerpt from his autobiography, which is just oh, called I... Tom Mitchell Autobiography. Um, I'll just read. This is our chapter five. Zero one zero zero one 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 five zero 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 one one zero one zero one. All right. All right. Good gear, everyone. All right. Tom Mitchell. Uh, hello, hello, Matt Clinch. Hello, guys. Great to be with you. Um, the Clinchy, can you help mm. me out here? These two very insulting individuals, Tess Armstrong and Danny McGinley, are claiming that Tom Mitchell is a robot uh, and is not a real person. And they say that based on the fact that... What, what's your belief? that he's... He has no personality and he was oh, built by Alistair Clarkson. That is, that is offensive. Well, he has been harsh. And it's rude. Well, there's no information on him. He's a cyborg. Matt, the the start can... of 2018 where it was handball, 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 maybe. But he's a much better player in the second half. Oh, no, he's, he's not, no, he's not saying... He's an amazing player and a very amazing... nice man. But I understand what you're saying. because he's a machine. <laughs> I'm like Ken Hinckley in the press conference. Adelaide won the game. I want to make it very clear. Yeah. Tom Mitchell is a nice man. <laughs> but I just want to know that he loves, like, Shakira yeah. and that he sings Hip, My Hips Don't Lie at Night Time or something like that. I need to know something fun about... <laughs> About Tom Mitchell immediately. No, well, you had um, Andy Lee on a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying he saw him at uh, an ice cream place after a game when That's Hawthorne right. belted Carlton. He was Humans at, like ice cream. <laughs> so he likes ice cream. He's trying to blend but, in. But, but, Danny, if that's your line, we won't be able to say anything. We but, say, oh, he, uh, he once played chess with Gary Kasparov. Yes, so did Deep Blue. So, you know, whatever. But he is the modern coach's dream, is he not? That's what they want them to be. Don't say much. Don't tell much. Yeah, and he's... Uh... It's the Voigt-Kampf test. Oh, he's that a... is good. Let's he's do that. That's what we need. Tom super Mitchell fo- Super footballer. Mm. Very popular in the playing group. 
and doesn't uh, wander out on media street. So yeah, and it likes might, ice cream. It might be like and Buffy, likes, likes where to find cream. out if <laughs> did he, did anyone see him eat the ice cream? Though we saw him in yes. the ice cream shop, looking like a person who would eat ice cream. But did anyone see him eat the ice cream? Yeah. And oh. what flavour was the ice cream? Yeah. Was he it asked, like a weird choice? It was motor oil. <laughs> Alright, okay. But also, you know I, how in Buffy... I feel like you two are putting together some sort of Christopher Steele-style dossier. You know, what I'm going to do... Million dollar man when he comes yeah, to the yeah, yeah. yes. You splash water on him from afar, because you know how in Supernatural movies he would go blue? His skin would go blue no, if that's he was... That's what Essendon should right. just throwing some water move, at him. I'm going to move this on. This is getting ridiculous. Clinchy, uh, welcome in. What Hello, a week, guys. What a weekend of football. Yeah. Uh, we've touched on a lot of the talking points, but what are the couple of headlines from your perspective? Uh, uh, oh, well, it's, it's hard to go past Andrew Gaff. That's, that's going to dominate for the, the next couple of days. And I guess as to what statement the AFL wants to make, you have uh, Zach Jones only, what was it, a week or so ago, where he gave a, a punch to the, the guts of Zach Merritt and that received a fine. So you've sort of got contrast there. Mm. Uh, I'm not by any means comparing the two, but if you want to send a strong statement, you have to be consistent with that statement. And I think they will be on, on Tuesday night. We're, we're in the vicinity of five to seven weeks, and you'd imagine three to go plus finals unless West Coast go four games in September. He won't play again this year. Could he go for eight? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Barry Hall was seven. So you'd use that as your precedence. That was in 2008. You'd say that from a society point of view, it's it's changed a lot since then. You think back to last week, the yeah. incident in uh, Frankston with the man being uh, outed on social media. Patrick Dangerfield was asking mm. for him to be named and shamed. So you can't mm. be making these statements on social media. And then a week later, the exact opposite statement being made on the field. So I think regardless of whether he was trying to punch him to the shoulder or to the chest, how can punching be a part of the game? Uh, well, and he broke his jaw and knocked out a whole bunch of teeth. So Yeah, so Andrew Brayshaw won't play again this season. Um, Fremantle have released a statement this morning, and uh, mm. Ross Lyons' comments after the game obviously mm. were, were very strong. Uh, the top eight is obviously the other interesting point is that there was the, the first five matches decided by 15 points, and a lot of what-ifs. What if Gary Ablett had a kick to it? Yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> you know, what if the Brisbane Lions had found a way to win with Cam Rayner? What would have that done to North Melbourne? What if Ollie Wines had a kick truly? Josh Jenkins did it hit the post. Mm. What if Michael Hurley hadn't slipped over and James Warple hadn't have kicked the goal? What, what if Darcy Moore hadn't have done his hamstring? What if St Kilda were a completely different team? Um, <laughs> had some players that were good. So. Come, on, come on, Tess. Those sort of hypotheticals are just a tad too far. <laughs> but it does mean from fourth all the way through to eighth, they're locked on points. So uh, it's going to be a fascinating end to the season. Uh, West Coast now without Nick Natanui and, and Andrew mm. Gaff. They've got Melbourne and Port Adelaide. So they've got two games clear. But... You know, if they lost both of those, they'd be back with the pack. Who do you see as the two teams? Give us your prediction here, Matt Clinch. You watch more footy than most people. Who are the two teams you think that can really challenge Richmond come September? Okay, so I was going to say Richmond are still the best in it. And yep. then I saw the Giants yesterday, and they, they copped their, their share of injuries with, with no fit players left on the bench. And they were all important players with Simpson, Delidio, uh, Toby Green, and young Taylor, but they do have players to come back in. Ryan Griffin and Dylan Shield, um, Tim Taranto, Scully Tom Scully. Soon? I don't know. I'll have to double check as yeah. to how close he is. But when you see them starting to click into gear, Jeremy Cameron returning, I still feel like their offensive footy will take it up to Richmond. It's just if they finish top two or if they get home finals, that's where... Uh, mm. They might be the, the force playing a, a different set of circumstances to last year where they were right up the top of the ladder. And one more team to challenge. Give us a dark horse. Um, well, I think the Pies have just about run out of gas. Um, 
run out of players. That's Melbourne, yeah, yeah, they really have. <laughs> you run know out what? Of players. Mel- Melbourne or Hawthorne would be the two because watching Hawthorne do to Essendon, what um, a lot of teams try and play like in in finals, move the ball quickly. I thought there was a certain system about the way the Hawks played that you went, okay, you don't have James Sisley, but you got Ben Stratton, Jack mm. Gunston, Luke Bruce can both get up the ground and work back. I was really impressed. And Jago Ramirez last month, he's just starting to show the player that yeah. if they get Ben McAvoy back in, I'll throw the Hawks in there. And uh, Why are you so, smiling, Lemo? <laughs> uh, what will that relationship Ma- McAvoy, be like? McAvoy to come back, Sicily to come back. Because mm. history would suggest Melbourne might win a final, mm. but unlikely they're probably going to go the whole oh, way. If, we, if we're going by history, then uh, Melbourne won't make the final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mathematically, they can still lose, miss the eight. <laughs> so anything's possible. Uh, all right, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, Hawthorne Geelong Saturday is going yes. to be an absolute. Are you calling that li- one? Yeah, calling looking that forward one, to that one. Circled in the diary on the Saturday. So, uh, and obviously, yeah. uh, Kangaroos Bulldogs is probably what everyone's talking about. I've got that one on yeah. Sunday too, Danny. Oh, hey. If you want to come along, oh, I'd love to. Can I sit in the <laughs> box with you? You can call the game oh, in the last quarter. Oh, hey. Can I do that? <laughs> My God, that would be so funny. Can we Danny. do that? Just extremely biased. You know, no. you press red for Ed. <laughs> well, press, can we press red for Danny? <laughs> we are the national broadcaster. There yeah. are certain limitations. Tess, you check that out. I said it was okay, so it's not my fault, Danny, if it gets knocked over. It's my fault if it gets knocked over. Sorry, Danny. We're not a charity, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And the old uh, Suns Richmond blockbuster at Mm. Carrara? How do you say that going? Uh, Just just tell me the good news. Well, 150 points plus. Oh, that'd be fun. (laughs) You know what? Port. West Coast. That's match of the round. It is. It is a good yeah. game. But also Melbourne Sydney. Melbourne I Sydney has a, a lot too. to like about it as well. Lance Franklin, who mm. hadn't trained for 20 minutes, <laughs> just turned the game on its head against Collingwood, who had no defenders. And, and mm. Jared McVeigh back for the Swans. They they did look a little bit more settled. Yeah. You sort of always expected a response from Sydney. Tess made the good point that we, we sort of uh, were judged. We, people were saying negative things about Buddy, and then he, he, he lifted. He's sort of like Gary Ablett in, mm. the, in that mm. regard. You, you write him off and he'll fire up. So yep. let me just annoy all of the Demons fans who listen to this. Oh, I think Buddy's cooked. No. <laughs> I reckon he's done. Wrap, wrap, up, wrap it up. He'll kick 13. He will. <laughs> it's at the MCG. Sorry, Dees fans. Sorry, Adrian. Matt, you called the famous final between Port and West Coast last year yeah. that went oh. on forever. Yep. Uh, do you expect it's going to be similar? Uh, and is Luke Shoei playing? <laughs> Hang on, what's the question? Uh, do you expect it to be like that? Close, as oh, close in terms as that of those game two was. teams? Uh, no, probably not. Mm. I'm not sure about Port Adelaide at the moment. I'm not sure I'm, about I'm West a bit Coast. concerned about him. I, and I'm mm. the same with the West Coast, mm. to be honest. Particularly now they're losing gaff for the rest mm. of the year. And Kennedy and Nick Nat still not coming uh, back. It's a yep. bit problematic. But anyway, we'll see. Next week, it'll be good. In, we, in Adelaide, Port just have to win. You know, you look at their team and, oh, and yeah. player for player, line by yep. line, they, they've got a far better side than West Coast. But be concerned about their scoring. They're very reliant on Charlie Dixon. Robbie Gray and Chad Wingard are both superstars, but they're, they're sort of playing in patches. Unless Robbie Gray kicks a bag, they really struggle to get a decent score. What about his reception to getting the showdown medal and then getting booed? Oh, yeah, no, but that's, that's, <laughs> For someone who spent five years in South Australia and, and you obviously grew up there, that's very stock standard. But it, no, that's standard procedure. You're a great player, but we're still going to boo you anyway. Yeah. You can get stuffed. We, we feel as though <laughs> we should have won the, the showdown medal. It's sort of the ultimate compliment, isn't it? And really, no, you, if you didn't get booed, you'd be, you'd be thinking, what's going on here? This Were they watching new? the same game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but another massive week... Uh, 
behind us and another massive week ahead of us. Uh, thank you, one and all, for tuning in to They Came to Play. Uh, Danny McGinlay, a uh, social media where people can find you? Oh, they can find me at, uh, at Danny McGinlay, at Danny.McGinlay on Instagram and uh, yeah, Facebook and stuff. Actually, I have an announcement, Lima. Oh, yes, please. In the bye weekend, yes. uh, where there is no men's football, is there is the women's state of origin thing happening? I don't think they're doing that again. I haven't heard. Well, that's annoying. I think the EJ Witten game is happening think... in Adelaide that weekend. Oh, okay. On uh, the Friday night. What are you doing on the Saturday night, Lemo? On the Saturday night. Do you know? Because I know what you're doing. Oh, my goodness. You're, you're playing the Basement Comedy Club with me. We're doing a gig okay. together. Are we? On, on the, the Saturday, the 1st of September. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's right, yes. So fans of the show too. can come down. Tess, why don't you come down I'm and do coming. a tight five? No. <laughs> um, no, but I'll be in the audience. All right, That'll done. Be fun. Uh, yeah, no, I absolutely am. Yeah, there we I've go. just come had to, to remember oh, my diary. Yeah, I am. Uh, so come on down. Say good day to myself and Danny. Yeah. And Tess will be there. Mad Matt, you want to come down? Why not? All right. <laughs> Why not? Clinchy, social media. Matt underscore Clinch and uh, ABC Grandstand. There it is. And tune in to Clinchy as he calls the massive game this mm. Saturday between the Hawks and Geelong. Tess? At Tess Armstrong. Go Tigers. There we go. I'm Lemo23 uh, or Lemo15 on Instagram. Uh, go the Hawks. <laughs> Well played, everyone. I couldn't get 23 on like, Instagram. Why? Some guy in America's Is got it. Is it because of Buddy? And they don't even... They're initially... Well, and Dermot. At 23. Dermot Brown, oh. Don Scott. You know, it's got a good history at the Hawthorne. Jordan Roughhead. <laughs> Crawshay. <laughs> Brody Majek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, there we go. All, yeah, the, good. all the big names. Who was wearing 23 for Collingwood? On the yeah, weekend. that's Brody yeah. Majek. So it's, um, but didn't they forget a jumper? Yeah, McClarty's number. He was... I don't even think it was an emergency, but they sent the wrong jumper up. They sent the wrong jumper. Oh, no. 41. There we go. Oh, well, shout well, out to the Sydney jumpers, too. Oh, they look They great. were yeah. beautiful. Yep. That was my South highlight. Footy's awesome. Yeah. That was, that was a very good jumper. Well played, everyone.